Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. Uh, welcome to Dance Robot Dance. Everybody. Christy's cutting me off. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. I'm Mark. Uh, it is Friday night. And uh, everybody's eating dinner. I'm not. Uh, well, Eric's not, but everybody else seems to be. Um, I'm Mark. I'm here with Eric. Hello. Christy's here. Hey. Tim's here. Hello. And we have a special guest tonight. Uh, lame Mark is here with us this week. Lame Mark. Oh, so lame. So lame. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Dance for What Dance, buddy. <laughs> Glad to have you aboard tonight. Mm. <laughs> the last time we saw lame Mark, I mean Mark Two, was. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? You I, like it, I like it. I like it. His girlfriend t- calling him lame Mark. Uh, but it, the last time was uh, Superman episodes. Superman versus Batman and bullshit. Batman oh. versus Superman. So yeah, the, the episode where the episode where you probably got about fifteen minutes in and then stopped it, so you never actually heard him talk. Mm. Yeah. Because everybody else was talking. Yep. What yeah, a loud episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to try something new tonight. Um, we're going to go around the uh, our little virtual table here, and uh, we're going to discuss quickly what would the geekiest thing we did this week was. Um, so I'm going to start over at Tim so that he stops feeding himself. <laughs> uh, let's see. Geekiest thing that I did this week. Yeah, I'll fall back on uh, what I... What, what you guys, I think, deemed was the most geekiest was I had to unroot my phone so I could continue to play Pokemon Go. <laughs> yep, yep. Luckily, it didn't wipe like my custom ROM or anything, so I'm still using my custom like ROM, but uh, yeah, if I want to change that, I'll have to reroute it again. Oh, mm. monkey. Are you going to be okay? Nope. That's too bad. All right, Eric, nerdiest thing you did. Um, nothing too bad this week, but tomorrow's still part of this week, and I'm going to medieval times. <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous. I've never been. Oh, uh, I've I've never gone either. And tomorrow, Mallory's being the is the princess. I was so, say. so that's why I'm going. We have a friend, a mutual friend, who is um, one of the princesses at medieval times. <laughs> so that yeah, of course you guys do. Yeah. So. Uh, like- that's awesome. Yeah, I'm getting a special treatment or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a family restaurant, right? Like, this isn't going to be weird or anything? He's going to uh, get a handy, handy under the table? I don't know. Maybe. There are wenches. There are wenches, yeah. Buy a wench, yeah. Those, those gre- with the greasy uh, roast chicken hands. And if there's someone getting married, I assume I get prima nocta. Nice. <laughs> uh, Good luck with that. Yeah, that pretty goes. much. Yeah. Oh, Let God, I thought you said free Minocta, and I was like, ooh, that sounds like a good dessert. <laughs> I actually almost got that at the Portuguese place. How dare you? <laughs> I did not realize that domestic? was the, the betting law. Are we going to have a domestic on the oh, podcast this early? Going? Are you going to start a Oh, fight? no. No. Is there? Oh, we're back. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, we just cut out for a bit. No, you didn't. You're fine. Oh. Um, you should stop no, your, we, your porn download, uh, Mark. Yeah, you guys need to turn your uTorrent off My and computer. stop downloading that much porn. Oh, Sorry. You could download Wait. porn, too. It doesn't matter. Either, either of you is not really going to make that big a difference. It's always animated. <laughs> too many tentacles. Um, too many tentacles. Oh, God damn it. Lame Mark, you just stole my joke. <laughs> Fuck I don't you. Like this already. I don't like this. I don't like this already. <laughs> I'm going to steal all your jokes. Good. 
Great. Uh, Christy, what did you, what's the, the geekiest <laughs> thing you did? Well, I'm using the same thing that Eric uh, is saying, that tomorrow is still <clears throat> part of this week, because today I was practicing the script to enter into the Mass Effect voiceover contest. <laughs> wow. Five more days. Five more Wait. days. Five, five more days. You did it? you do it too, Eric? I'm going to. Don't worry. One day. I'll, I'll do it, yeah. <laughs> I want to be in but Mass that's, Effect. That's awesome. I know. I would poop my pants. I just, I'd tell everybody, and even though in the contest rules it says, like, we might not use your voice, I'd still tell everybody. I'd be like, I'm going to be in this game. It's I'm weird that both good. scripts are sort of male. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was odd. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is the gaming industry. Yeah, it's the gaming, it's sci-fi in the gaming industry, but, I think. But, uh, but it's Mass Effect. Remote. But I'm just yeah, hoping that because I'm Canadian, they'll pick me. No. no. Yeah, you're probably right. But that's the geekiest thing. I was practicing today to the dog that we're um, sitting. He was look- <laughs> she was looking at me, and I was, like, telling her all the lines in various ways and, you know, getting in the Mass Effect head game, and it made me really excited to start playing it again because I've been trying to play mm-hmm. it for, like, a month, but my computer doesn't want to play with the updated, like, high-def package. Hmm. So it keeps being like, oh, no, I'm going to freeze in the first five minutes. Yeah. So I just really want to meet Garrus Vicarian again. I miss him. If he shows up, who knows? Oh, you're talking about the your gaming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. he's long dead in Andromeda. I know it. I've reconciled mm. that. Yeah. Um, don't forget to stand when you do your lines, right? Don't sit while you're doing them. Why? Because you won't have the same breath control, right? True, true. There you go. I think yeah. this may actually be the nerdiest thing you guys have done this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> Giving each Not other breath. breath. Yeah, line yeah. breath advice for... Uh, We're both Matt singers. Effect. It's true. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but it's still... It's pretty awesome. Uh, so, Mark, number two. I'll, yep. I'll go with Mark, number two, so maybe you quit stealing my bit. Um, <laughs> uh, what was the geeky's... Actually, you should probably just tell us a little bit about yourself, since we don't know anything about you, except for that you're with Christy. Which, uh, biblically? Good for you. Good for, yeah, biblically. Well, I guess I'm like... Fuck never- you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a gem, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she misunderstood so, what that means, but okay. Um, well... I own One Up Games, which is a video game store, so every day is pretty nerdy. Um, cheap plug, cheap plug. Yeah. <laughs> Our twenty-five listeners. One Up Games, One Up Games, One Up Games. There you go. Um, super One Up Games. <laughs> and Super One Up Games. And um, I guess it would be today. I uh, I fixed a Miss Pac-Man machine, like an arcade machine, and then I had to uh, put it into my car and drive it over to a bar. Nice. That is actually pretty awesome. Nice. I gotta bring you my Super Nintendo. It's not working properly. Oh yeah, I'll fix that shit. Yeah. How did you manage to break a Super Nintendo? I don't know. I took it out of a box, like the box that was, was it. packed in, and I was like, okay, it's not working. And it shattered. Did you, it, did you run it over with a fucking car? That's pretty much the only way those old things die. I haven't used it in like a couple years, so I don't know. It's probably a fuse. I broke yeah. it in an old GameCube this week to play uh, Zelda Four Sword Adventures. Oh, oh man, man. I have, by yourself. Four swords. <laughs> it's the first oh, time I've played it actually. 
I break out my GameCube every once in a while to play through Metroid Prime, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it probably hadn't been turned on in like five, six years, but it worked perfectly fine. Nintendo built those motherfuckers to last. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, most Nintendo systems are uh, pretty durable. So tell us about the NX. Tell us all your industry secrets. Yeah, I know just as much as you do. <laughs> so, literally nothing. nothing. Yeah, pretty much. It's coming up March. There you go. That's yeah. my insider tip. Now, is it true it only plays 25 or 35 games, or can it play everything? It just comes with 35. Oh, no, you're talking uh, about the no, NES Mini. Yeah, it's the NES Mini. The NX is the new system that's going to come out. Shh, shh, shh. Cut this part out. Cut this part out. Cut this part out. Christy, you picked Janeway as your favorite captain. You already lost your cred. How dare you? I love Janeway. No one loves Janeway. Christy impression. There it you is. And, you and Steph like Janeway, and that's it. I like hey. Janeway. I'm with ah. you. A lot of people like Janeway. We're just too afraid to say it out loud. Because of people like as well, you. As well you should be, because you're wrong. If I was afraid um, to say I like Janeway out loud, I would not have just admitted to our 20-something listeners that I unreared my phone to play Pokemon <laughs> It may actually be a little bit more than 20. <laughs> yeah, just saying 20. Anyway. 20. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm having flashbacks to the Star Trek episode. I felt like we traumatized Christy a little bit by berating her for a horrible taste in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> I love I feel like that's Nemesis. What this podcast is is berating. <laughs> is it berating Christy? I know. I actually was like, I was sitting through. Like, my geekiest thing for this week was definitely I went back because of our Star Trek episode and started watching just like random episodes of Star Trek, um, and ended up piling through most of the movies. Um, I couldn't bring myself. I got through Insurrection, but couldn't bring myself to sit through Nemesis again. Hey. Um, but there is definitely going to be an episode where we sit down and do a uh, an audio commentary of Star Trek Nemesis at some point because it sounds like it would be way too funny to pass up. I'm gonna um, need to be damn drunk for that. Well, that would be the plan, I hope. So, actually, I was thinking, are you coming up for Christmas there, Tim? Yes, I don't know how long for, so we'll, well see. Well, if if we if you're up for Christmas, Nemesis commentary in in Mark's basement. There you go. Oh, good. <laughs> My uh, my Christmas present from you guys can be destroying my childhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's uh, that sounds like the best Christmas present we could possibly get you. <laughs> what else would you expect from your podcast friends? Come on, Christy. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we're here for. Love and support. We've only known you for like ten weeks. How are we supposed to love and support you? It's not uh, true. Eric's known me a lot longer. Love and support doesn't Eric? make good podcast material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, doesn't count. This isn't fucking chicken soup for the soul, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so we're gonna get to quickly go through some news. Um, this is definitely like Mark picked the news because it's the Who Cares About DC Movies edition. Because um, I didn't find, I did not see any news about any of those movies this week. I don't think there was, so yeah, I don't think there any. Yeah. So, so I'm not just being a hater. It's fine. Yeah. Um, awesome. So the first thing, uh, we're a week away from Luke Cage. Uh, how hyped is everybody? Yeah. Shit. I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, it's next Friday. I have the day booked up so that I can sit at home and watch it instead of work. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I need a life in the worst possible way, but it's okay. I want to watch the cage really bad. I wish I had that kind of time off. Who's you work in sales, buddy. You don't get to do that kind of stuff. No. No. Well, who's doing the uh, soundtrack for uh, for Luke Cage? Is it like, is it Nas? I think so. Yeah. Oh man. 
Uh, also, yeah, I'd have to look again. I was just reading about it, and now I kind of forget what exactly it was. I know all the episodes are titled after Wu-Tang songs. It uh, is, yeah. yeah. So, like, it looks... I don't know. All the reviews so far have been <coughs> completely glowing. People are saying it's the best one so far. Uh, wow, because Jessica Jones was oh, pretty so well good. done. Like, yeah, Jessica Jones was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, all, both the Daredevil seasons were fantastic. That yeah. was my next uh, piece of news. Not Daredevil per se, but... Uh, there's a rumor going around that Punisher's already in production and shooting, um, so we may actually get that before we get right after Defenders. It might be this, the, the show that follows up Defenders. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he, they, they're saying that he um, he's showing up in, what's it called, uh, Iron Fist and possibly mm-hmm. even S.H.I.E.L.D. this year. Oh, he's going to be in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Uh, uh, it would make sense because they, they introduced Ghost Rider for the seasons, right? S.H.I.E.L.D., so. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly I saw the effects. Good. I saw the effects yeah. reel for it, but I didn't actually see the episode. Did you watch it, Eric? Yeah, the first episode was all right. Um, it made me like Robbie Reyes, which I sort of don't. But uh, I haven't been able to watch that episode, that show since like the beginning of season three. Yeah, I just couldn't um, do it Daisy's still horrible, and they're all pretty much all horrible. But Ghost Rider was done really well. I just don't like it's the car Ghost Rider. It makes me yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, I fucking love Fits and Simmons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that dog does too. Yeah, apparently that dog's a big ghost rider. <laughs> Simmons is a little, I don't know, this season. She's sort of this a bitchy. dog is a bitch, literally. I, yeah, I haven't watched uh, the premiere of uh, the season yet. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, okay, apparently we have a sixth guest on the uh, <laughs> podcast this week. Um, Christian, uh, other Mark, are dog sitting, and it is barking at us. Awesome. <laughs> um, so what else did I see this week uh, there's a rumor going around I guess Hugo Weaving was doing interviews this week and said he might be back as Red Skull he was talking about his experience shooting Captain America wasn't he so talking anybody... shit about it before he did and then this week all of a sudden all the stories are saying how much like, how much he enjoyed his time with Marvel <laughs> probably because he's looking for work yeah, yeah exactly paychecks, paychecks, like, yeah. paychecks. I don't understand really, though. Really he's getting those paychecks yeah, isn't he still the voice of Megatron? I haven't paid any attention to, to the Transformers Five like development cycle, production cycle. So I don't know if he's actually involved in that movie again. I have no idea. I think he was in the last one. Like I think he played Megatron again in the last one. But he gave up the, uh, those after like the second movie. That's still gonna be the best podcast ever when we get a chance to do that. Oh, <laughs> God, get plastered and do a marathon of all the Transformers oh, movies. Those are awful. That's awful. Because you're gonna we're gonna have to be really drunk to get through at least yeah, the second and third one. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal. <laughs> yeah. Once once the robot had balls, that was it for me. Yeah, that was uh. Yeah, one. that was the shittiest Devastator ever. Yeah, that was um, really bad. That was. Would you say it was devastating? Kind of to my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties. I think we lost Eric. All right, rolling again. Um, yeah, so Hugo Weaving and Transformers <laughs> continue from where we left off. Uh, it's going to be a fun editing job. Uh, the only other note I had here uh, for this week was that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming has wrapped principal photography and all the actors are more or less gone home. Um, I hadn't really heard a lot about what was going on. Tim, you're in Atlanta. They're shooting down there. Have you seen anything cool? Tell me you've seen Spider-Man. No, I have not seen anything. I don't know if they're actually doing like on location chewing or if they're doing it like all uh, in like studios because there's a lot of studios around Atlanta now as well. I think they were shooting in that Pinewood studio actually, from yeah. what I understand. I know. I have, uh, 
I have Robert. driven past that studio just sort of by chance one day. I nice. was out on like sales calls and fucking just randomly drew, drove past, and I was like, "Oh, fucking Pinewood Studios." Hi, Star Wars. <laughs> Hi, Spider Man. It's more important right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know Robert Downey Jr. was in town a couple weeks ago shooting his scenes for that. So apparently, that's all wrapped up and good to go. I don't like. I'm amazed by the the super short uh, shooting schedule they have that stuff on. Yeah, it's um, yeah. too long for that one. No, that's coming out like next summer. Yeah. Um, is there an Iron Man four? No. Uh, technically, yeah. apparently, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming is going to be kind of a stealth mm-hmm. Iron Man sequel because he's going to. I saw a video that was showing all these new movies that are coming out for 2017. Was it was released by them, <laughs> or was it done by a fan? Because a lot of fans Maybe do shitty things like that. Probably. I think that would be a bigger deal. Um, what a new Iron Man movie! Iron Man Four release date, news and updates. Uh, game and guide. I've never heard of that site. <laughs> a reliable shit. source for news. Iron Man Four to have Spider-Man cameo. Iron Man or or Spider Man f- Spider Man Homecoming to have Iron Man cameo. Yeah, pretty That's much. <laughs> Marvel will kill Tony Stark to give way for Riri. Riri Riri. Riri Williams. Oh, that's oh, the new. The new female. The new female Iron Man. Iron Man yeah. Ironheart. Who's? Yeah, Ironheart. Who's Riri Williams? <laughs> She's. <laughs> Riri? That's, Riri. that's racist. Riri. Why is she different? Is she different? <laughs> one's a little bit racist. It's true. Is she different? Yes, she's different. She's black. Yeah, she's black. Oh, sorry. Anne has a vagina. Oh, Did anybody? I probably. Um, I'm probably the only one who read Civil War Five this week. Did anybody else? No. Uh, is anybody else keeping up? No, it's boring me. That's what's well, fucking terrible. You see, did you know, did you read the issue? No, I didn't <laughs> want to. Yeah, it was bad. Don't no, bother. No, I'm back on the uh, on the good comics train since uh, DC finally came back around as being good again. Yeah, uh, and apparently well well deserved, uh, considering they yeah Marvel has been uh, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that Civil War. Uh, so shooting the bed with that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Christy, can you turn the gain back up on you guys? You guys are way quieter than Tim and Eric. Is that better? Is that Tim better? and Eric's awesome show. Great job. Yay. <laughs> Is that better? Yeah, it's better. Okay. I'm a spaghetti. <laughs> I've never seen Tim I've literally never. Uh, oh. Fuck, I hate that show. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. I was all on the Rick and uh, Morty train recently. If we're naming two oh, named, so two male named shows. Uh, I watched the, I gotta, I gotta, well, I gotta catch up on that. I'm like, I, so um, there it goes. What do you, what do you think is gonna happen with uh, Donald Glover with Spider-Man? Like, you think he's gonna actually be Miles Morales? Or no, he's playing a teacher. Really? He's playing a teacher. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Although we'll always have him as Miles Morales on Ultimate Spider-Man. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. Who yeah. are they going to get to play Miles then? Oh, why? They don't have to bring There's Miles in for a, while. Oh. a long time. Until they start an Ultimate uh, movie universe. Mm-hmm. Which uh, probably at the rate they're going <coughs> should be around 2024. So, 
And I'm fine with that because hopefully by then they'll have the rights to the X Men back and they can do them properly. So uh, Fox will never let that go. Yeah, it's true. Not as long as Hugh Jackman's alive. Well, he's well, not. He's, he's done, he's done, done after. after. Yeah. yeah, he's done after Wolverine said. three. So no, yeah. no. Until he needs that next paycheck. Uh, so he can follow up with Peyton Reed too. It's either that or he. Uh, it's either that or they get him to come in for. <laughs> The only thing I could see him coming back to do is actually like Wolverine versus Deadpool, which, like, to be fair, I would watch 400 times. Yes. Yeah. All the shirts oh. off. <laughs> is anyone hearing that tapping? Yes, yeah, what is Mark. that tapping? Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh. <laughs> he's, he's, he got hard thinking about uh, shirtless, shirtless Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman with his shirt off, and now his dick's tapping on the underside of the table. Uh, can you blame <laughs> him? No, I was just explaining for our audience yeah, what's yeah. happening. Yeah, I was. I kind of figured. More, I, I kind of figured lame mark for a uh, Ryan Reynolds guy more so. But uh, Hugh Jackman's what does it for you? Good for you. Well, Ryan, yeah, but it's it's like hard to. It's that dreamy <laughs> accent. Oh, <laughs> it's hard to jerk it to that uh, that the face? avocado that angrily fucked another avocado. <laughs> Your Canadian accent is so not hot. Oh. <laughs> Huh. What are you hey, talking about? You know about? what, though? I, I just couldn't get off to Ryan Reynolds being sarcastic and mean to me. <laughs> Hugh Jackman what? is the kind of guy who would, like, caress you and be like, it's okay, mate, I'm assuming. <laughs> that was a horrible Australian accent. Yeah, that was a really bad Australian accent. <laughs> Don't use so it for your Mass around? Effect thing. Don't use it for Yeah, Mass I was just going to say, can we go back around to your uh, Mass Effect audition? Um, <laughs> my first recommendation Ooh. is... Don't go with the Australian accent <laughs> while you're trying out. What was that, the Mass Effect? Eric, Eric said, stand up. Uh, I'm going to say, don't do your Australian accent. <laughs> um, I think you're all underestimating how good my Australian accent is. If that's your Australian accent, then we really aren't. <laughs> uh, it's all oh, down under, to the beach. Oh, I made the dog angry. <laughs> he doesn't like the dog. Hey! Okay, I have to... <laughs> Beer. Beer. <laughs> Coffee? Beer. <laughs> Bay? Call? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's, That's not a knife. Spoon. That's a That's spoon. I've seen played knifey spoony before. Hey! Woof! 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 Hold on. This is for our our yiffing listeners, our furry listeners. Uh, this our furry is, uh, listeners. Yeah. Um, this is that segment of the show. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can get there quickly. Yiff that shit. Yiff it. Alright, I think they've muted. Do we want to move along and wait for them to come back? <laughs> I can just cut it out. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> I'm going to be doing enough editing on this episode, I think. That, uh, what are you talking about? It's been perfect so far. It's been super, super, super fun. So, we've all watched movies here, right? No. Uh, uh, you guys like and, uh, I, I think uh, we've all watched the Beethoven series. <laughs> I have not seen any of them, actually. A long, long time ago. Lucky man. Anyways, she just got slobbered <laughs> on so hard. Just like, 
<laughs> she, she just got grodened? Pretty much, yeah. That's totally a sex move. We just made that a sex move. Awesome. <laughs> Getting grodened. I, I How am I supposed grodened. to edit that out? That's, not, that's too good to edit out. That's staying in. <laughs> no, it's fine. Are we going to hear them? Oh my like god, the dogs are breaking my neighborhood like down <laughs> Was that snot or goober? It was just her thinking she was getting a treat. <laughs> Christy, like, we just made up a new a new sex move based on Beethoven, and it just happened to you. It's called the Grodin. Well, you just get slobbered on? Yeah. Why is it called the Grodin? Because of Charles. Because it's, it's, instead of actually being slobber, it's like dog water. So like, you know that like pre-jizz kind of thing that goes it's, on? It's, that, it's, just, it's getting slapped in the face with that because 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 Charles Grodin was the star of Beethoven, and he was the one that got slobbered on by Beethoven. Just like you, just now. Just like you. <laughs> you just got Grodin'd. Hmm. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, do we have to tell your boyfriend about not doing visual bits on the fucking podcast? <laughs> the podcast? No, you still have to tell me uh, that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's okay. He said high five. Awesome. <laughs> Eric, you still there? Yeah. Oh, I'm just listening. Right, quiet. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> listening. All right. I, I saw your line go down again, and I was like, fuck, again? Like, <laughs> we're having some issues this week. I'm All right. Getting off to the groat inning. <laughs> Eric? Yo. Is that why your fucking camera's off? Because you're jerking it right now? <laughs> oh, I've been jerking the whole time. Just, Actually, just I, finished, I finished a while ago, so. Slow jerking. You mentioned tentacle porn once, and that's it. Eric's off. He's gone. Oh, it was actually the Hugo Weaving uh, talk. Fucking, <laughs> fucking typical Asian. Oh, I was hoping it was my Australian accent. <laughs> uh, no, that made no, my Eric, penis Eric's... go inside my body. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm inverted right now. It always happens. I'm so dry for you right now, Christy. I'm going to make it like sandpaper in my mouth. <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, Jesus I can make my mouth so dry for you. That's why they call her Sahara. That's an amazing video. <laughs> Some light chomps with my teeth. Jesus. <laughs> so- All right, so uh, tonight, the reason why I brought everybody together and we invited other Mark, um, I wanted to have a kind of a different conversation than what we normally do. Usually we just kind of co- cover what is like essentially really mainstream geeky, I guess mainstream geeky topics. Um, this is mainstream, but it's not exactly like a geeky thing, although you can be really geeky about I, this. I beg to differ, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And like, definitely this is something that I'm super geeky about. Um, I wanted us to talk about music, because I know for a fact that we're all pretty avid music fans, mm. and we've never really discussed it as a group. Um, and it's like a huge part of my being a nerd. My record collection, like as Eric can attest to, or my CD collection anyway was massive back in the day um so i've been an avid listener of everything that i can get my hands on and more particularly i'm a big mainstream rock nerd um and kind of like an amateur rock historian so i was just curious about what you guys like what do you guys listen to or like how broad or narrow are your tastes um and i guess to start off with that would probably be the like what are you like what do you guys listen to yeah, and we can we can start we can start with the uh, yeah we can start with you, Christy. You just volunteered yourself for first. <laughs> um, well, to be perfectly honest, I'm probably the least knowledgeable of us all. Um, 
I that no, we, we're not talking about in general. We're talking about music. Yeah. Oh, uh, ha, 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 ha. oh that's so nice. Um, uh, no, I'm uh, when it comes to music, I'm I'm more of like obviously I, I'm I'm an indie fan. So you know anything like I, I love your horn rim glasses would have never indicated that. To me. <laughs> um. But, uh, you know, like Mumford and & Sons and Tegan and & Sarah and uh, Death Cab, all those guys are, like, right up my alley. And um, I, like, Were you in Toronto Were you Death in Toronto Cab last is weekend? not indie. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, They're, like, they indie. Fall, indie. They, fall, they fall in that, that overarching umbrella of, like, what was kind of indie in, like, the, the early aughts or yeah, whatever you want to call so. it. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, um, I was a big fan of, like, early, early indie like um, like Imogen Heap and stuff like that. I know Imogen isn't like technically indie, but at the time she was developing the sound. God, I fucking love hide and seek. Yeah, um, mm. and then but on the other end, uh, I grew up listening to classic rock, so I know quite a bit of that and country because my dad loved country and classic rock. I don't listen to country oh, like actively. Guelph. What? <laughs> coming from Guelph, that's a big surprise. Eric, we come from St. Catharines, like really. <laughs> that's oh, a, that's not country land, though, right? It's pretty fucking close. Well, scenes there, right? So that's true. I remember. Yeah, scene but that was like kids. the last ten years. No, yeah. scene was there when we were there, man. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, but it kind of sucked back then. No, it was, it was not. It was not bad. All right, I'll take your word for it. You never went. I don't did you? I don't remember. I probably went to a. Cu- I went to a couple. The last time I was there was like the Constantines, though. So that was uh, that was a bit later. That was like a long, yeah, no, but it was a long time ago. Um, well, that's a question for later. What a scene kid was, because I remember hearing that term, and all these kids in my high school were like, "We're scene kids," and I was like, "That's uh? in high school." Technically, Fuck. all the little indie kids with the horn rim glasses uh, and, and the, the bangs swept over their, their eyes, and yeah, they're a heavy scene mascara, scene yeah. yeah. Chris, yeah, Chrissy's doing visual bits again on our audio podcast. Uh, yep, good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. We should really just start like a. We should just start like a YouTube thing and just do the podcast on YouTube so they can <laughs> see all of us, but specifically see Christy do visual bits so she they understand what we're talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, my my biggest musical genre though is uh, musicals. Okay. <laughs> I know people don't really count that as like. You know, a genre. But if I hear no, I knew. Yeah, Eric does. It's a. I knew it was going to come up. I definitely knew it was going to come up. I knew you guys. I know Eric. Usually, most of the people Eric had met in university or he has introduced me to from his university time uh, are all McMaster musical theater type people. I think you actually met more of the non-musical people. I've met a lot of people. people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true. There's that too. (laughs) Didn't they cross over? Yeah, they cross over. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll just move over to Mark, the other Mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> Christy, well, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming uh, Christy and Eric will nerd out about musicals at some point this evening. So, <laughs> and then I'll edit it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the biggest selling album this year was a musical album. So, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was. Oh God, yeah. was it really? Yeah, <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> that's that uh, makes me sad. Hamilton killed. <laughs> oh, I don't want, I don't want to killed everything. <laughs> was way overplayed. No, it wasn't. Way overplayed. Underplayed. Was it overplayed at your house? <laughs> at my house. It was overplayed at my house. I have maybe yeah. played it three times. 
Huh? No, that's a lot. <laughs> a day? Three times a day? No. It's three times a day. I play it in Mark? my car when Mark's not around. I don't even remember the last time I listened to Hamilton because you made me think it was like it was bad to listen to it because you're constantly mocking me. Couple fight on the air, everybody. <laughs> it's riveting podcast. real. Uh, anyway. Uh, For our listeners, Christy has Mark's uh, balls in her hand physically right now. <laughs> other Mark, not uh, them. Yeah, yeah, not me. Uh, other Mark <laughs> pulling. I'm masturbating them. to the visual of that, though. So I do. There like is them. that. So it's all right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. um, <laughs> Rough yeah, and so oh Mark. God, why? <laughs> uh, so what do you listen to, other Mark? Tell me. I, What's going on? My music taste is pretty eclectic. I know that's a it's a it's a cop out. No, you have good taste in music. But um, yeah, I'm all over the place. I used to work at a at a Sunrise Records, so I was exposed to a lot of music through that, and um, just went to a lot of concerts back in the '90s. So um, I don't know. I'm just all over the place. Classic rock, Beatles. Yeah, um, Beatles are something you play a lot. Beatles, I could yeah, I'd probably <laughs> play as much as uh, she does Hamilton, and. Um, yeah, I'm just all over the place, really. So, and and like any genres you don't like? Oh, country. Yeah, oh, it's so boring. It's, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, buddy. There you go. And it's all like whiny and yodely and some of it yodely. is. <laughs> some of the, it. Most of it. The music of pain. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know what? There's only a few country stars that I could really get behind, um, like Willie Nelson and uh, and Cash and all that stuff, uh, and even like. Um, Dolly Parton, but other than that, not Shania so much. Twain was a, was sent to us by Canadian gods. Yeah, she was beautiful. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 where I am. So and I know a lot of stuff uh, just in general about music. So yeah. all right, Timmy, let's uh, let's hear it. Uh, I'd probably echo. Uh, Mark number two to a large degree. Uh, I my music tastes are all over the fucking board. Um, I mean, I started out listening to like alternative. My first few albums were like Licensed to Ill and uh, and uh, Our Lady Peace, Navid and uh, Live Throwing Copper. Oh, yeah. such a good album. And uh, and then. But they've evolved and, and expanded a lot. Like, I listen to a lot of classic rock, Zeppelin and Floyd and Beatles, and I fucking love the Beach Boys. Um, but And Weezer really got me through high school. Yep. And uh, But now, I mean, uh, I've definitely sort of gone more into the indie and sort of indie pop um, side of things now. Like, I listen to stuff like... Arcade Fire and uh, fuck like Phoenix and um, Passion Pit and Grimes and Purity Ring and that sort of stuff. That's really yeah. my jam these days. I yeah. fucking love the shit out of some Daft Punk, Random Access oh, Memories. I think yeah. is the have you heard um, album of this of this decade so far? Have you far. heard his new their new song, uh, Daft Punk with the Weekend? The one, the one with the Weekend. I haven't yet. I need oh, to. So good, man. You'd love um, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna gu- grab that pretty soon. Uh, in terms of genres, I, I also love like old like jazz, like crooners and big band and stuff like that, like Rat Pack kind of oh. stuff. Um, I'm. I've, <laughs> I do like uh, some musicals and stuff like that as well. It's for me. It, it really is easier to name the genres I don't like, and I usually say I don't like like hardcore rap. 
Yeah, uh, no. There's some rap that I can that I can deal with. Like I, I like some Kanye and shit like that, and like some uh, uh, some fucking Jay Z and that kind of thing. But and uh, and new country I can't handle. I I like me some classic country, but new country I cannot do. Um. Sorry, Tim, you totally reminded me. I totally meant to say... Totally, totally, totally. Um, I meant to say that... I forgot, too. My my favorites are crooners and 80s. Anything Yeah, I love me some... Yeah, yeah, anything from the 80s and anything like Sinatra or, you know, anything from that that genre is like, whoop! Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Eric, tell me your story. Well, this seems to be like the broken record of the last three people, but <laughs> um, obviously me and Mark grew up, so we ended up listening to a lot of um, alt-rock in the 90s. You know, Growing up earlier than that, I was listening to a lot of Queen and stuff that like my parents would listen to. Um, but more recently, like everyone else, I've been going into the indie rock, but I also like a lot of synth pop. Like I love churches. Um, oh, yeah. And, Good um, call. Uh, the, really, the things I don't really listen to are like new country, obviously, like Tim said. I don't like Christian rock or rap. <laughs> um, um, That's not even really fucking music. It's, it's pretty popular in the States, man. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you telling us that, Christy. Um, but yeah, no. Um, what else? What else have I been listening to? I like, like, I don't know. Obviously, the grunge phase was really big when we were kids and, you know, Tomorrow's the 25th anniversary of Nevermind. So. Yep. yep. And 20th that's, anniversary of uh, Odelay is coming up as well. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, that's actually like the reason why this started coming up. Like I was looking at it. I mean, between um, like my, sum- my summer concert season was pretty much dominated by like these giant like classic rock kind of shows coming through. So like I went and saw Pearl Jam three times. Yep. Uh, I saw the Guns N' Roses reunion. Um, obviously, Eric and I did an episode about the hip, but I saw the hip three times and saw the last show. Um, I also saw well, I saw Matthew Good in the Deftones a couple times each right. this summer. How's Matt Good um, doing? I, he was he was good both like both times I saw him. Uh, they were both short sets. Like I saw him last Sunday at the Tour Festival. Uh, he actually opened for Death Cab for Cutie, which is why I was asking Christy if she was there. I wish. Oh, if I knew that, I would have gone to that in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, I saw I'd Death Cab back in like 2003 when they were touring like the Hamilton area pre, pre transatlanticism. Oh. I think I was there too. Oh. Wow. Nice. It, it was in Toronto. What to, uh, I saw one um, a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, oh I fucking service love Postal Service. That that album is one of my top ten for sure. Oh, uh, Tim, we're gonna have to do an episode. We're gonna have to introduce you to my brother. He's, you guys are speaking the same language, I think. So. <laughs> the code's so amazing. Jealous. Postal Service and Death Cab got me through really sad days at um, my camps and like summers when I was heartbroken. I was like, I'll just listen to Death Cab and cry. <laughs> Was it because so you were in a Christian on... rock band? <laughs> yeah, I was, that was that was when I was in the Christian rock band. So one of my like most like transcendent experiences with music was there was one time I was driving. Uh, I'd been living down in Atlanta for about six months with my then fiance now wife, and I was driving back up to Canada for a couple months because my basically my visa had expired, and I drove through um, DC but it was the middle of the fucking night, like three in the morning. So I listened to. Uh, I listened to that album, The District Sleeps Alone Tonight, like oh, at like fucking good. full volume while watch, walking or walking and like riding, driving through uh, DC and like all the monuments and shit. It was really an amazing oh. experience. Nice. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Depeche Mode was also a really big influence when I was younger. Even now. That's good. 
They got a new album coming out, eh? Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, they came through Atlanta recently. I had a friend that went to see them. They're good live. Like, yeah, they were excellent live. I reckon I saw them once, yeah, right? Yeah, I gave, I've I got, seen them. I got those free tickets for us. <laughs> That's right. I've seen them twice, but I know we went once. Um, yeah. So I guess my my I'm I guess that means I'm the odd man out because I am very much not super eclectic in my taste in music. I started with um, I grew up with my mom playing U2 and my dad playing the Beatles, and I've been a like rock snob, uh, I guess par excellence ever since. Um, to the point where I turned my brother into the worst indie snob that the world has ever seen. Uh, this is like, but he, he still listens to Joanna Newsom. He thinks she's a genius. I think he's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that kind of it lent itself first to Guns N' Roses and then Pearl Jam. And like from Pearl Jam, it's been uh, 400 T-shirts, uh, a shit ton of vinyl, and an iTunes collection that is mainly just Pearl Jam bootlegs uh, <laughs> to this day. Um, and I instead of veering into indie, I did the indie thing for a little bit, but like it, I didn't, it didn't click with me. Not all the bands really clicked with me. Like the only one that I ever like really got into was the National. Like they were oh so uh, good, yeah. yeah. They were a huge deal time, for me. Now I do because I kind of veered more into I veered into metal a little bit more. So like I got into uh, I, I mentioned the Deftones before, but like Tool and the Deftones kind of got me into what is essentially like the big progressive metal scene now. So Mastodon and Tesseract and Periphery and stuff like that. So technical, heavy uh, kind of stuff uh, that most people would probably find almost unlistenable at this point. I saw um, Mastodon like, was it, seven years ago now? Uh, which t- was that? Which tour was that? I didn't, that I didn't go with you. I was with um, some buddies from my work back then. Was that the uh, which? Well, yeah, but were they on their own or were I they? I don't remember. I was sort of on something <laughs> at <No>. the time. <laughs> the first time I saw Mastodon, high on life. I was yeah. high on life and alcohol and possibly drugs. <laughs> um, yeah, the the first time I saw Mastodon, I was uh, I I knew who they were and I'd heard I think Crack the Sky, but it was the oh yeah, it was that it was that tour. It was uh, the the doggy tour. <laughs> No, it was. Uh, they called it the Black the Black Diamond Sky Tour. It was uh, Alice in Chains, Deftones, and Mastodon. I feel like we're listening um, to Bin Cot Stealing. Yeah, pretty much. Roof, 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 roof. Yeah. <laughs> never liked Jane's Addiction. I don't know. I just never got into yeah, it. Was it the voice songs, or the music? That's about it. Uh, yeah, Tim Perry Farrell was a little challenging. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I never, I never super cared for that. I like that one Porno for Pyro's album, but. <clears throat> Uh, and Christy can catch back in, and I'll ask her the question again. Um, so, did anybody like while you were growing up? Did anybody like hand you stuff to listen to? Like, how did you get in the music? Like, was it something like you were just exposed to kind of naturally? Did you have like I had my mom playing U two and Led Zeppelin in my house, yeah, all the time when I was growing up. Which uh, like eventually, when I got the Zeppelin albums, it technically became my religion until I discovered <laughs> Pearl Jam. Uh, it may still actually kind of be the only thing I actually believe in um, to this day. Uh, so does you, did you guys have anybody that was like handing you stuff, like an uncle or somebody cool that was doing that kind of thing? It seems to be like the most common story you can get. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, um, well, oh, go for it, Eric. Me? Oh, um, my dad uh, got me into Queen, got me into the Beatles, and he got me into the Beach Boys. So I sort of just branched out from there. And then you'd hear like, um, things on the radio, they're like, these guys were really influenced by them, and then you'd listen to that band um, and stuff like that. But mostly, like, parents or 
were mostly my influence, Me? I think. You, you, like I had listened to um to you two beforehand, but you made me listen to that album, and then I just got addicted to it. <laughs> which one's that, Tung Baby or um, Joshua Tree? Which one was it? You were you were. I remember you being particularly obsessed with Joshua Tree. I I was always the Octung baby. Like that. Yeah, was I think it was Joshua Tree, and that class was really boring. So it really helped. No, well, it was was it not? Those like grade ten or eleven math or something grade like that we were in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Math was really easy for yeah. me being Asian. So. Um, yeah. So that. <laughs> and it um, wasn't. It wasn't for me. That was the last time I actually <laughs> took math. I think. <laughs> but we still sat in the back and like I think I had a uh, a Walkman with two headphone ports on it and. Uh, <laughs> We would sit there listening was to. Was that Petruzzi? I think it might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> that was. And that's pretty much like me and Eric slowly becoming best friends. Was uh, yeah, like me making tapes and us sitting in the back of math class listening mm-hmm. to them instead of doing our math work. Yep. <laughs> um, and me, 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 never actually recovering from that, and I still to this day suck at math so bad <laughs> that it's almost embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. You you can go now. Oh. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Well, I started off with the uh, with the Beatles. My dad had a lot of the records, and um, mm-hmm. I just remember this one time. My my dad used to own a uh, restaurant down in Burlington. It was a French restaurant, so it was really fancy and all this. And um, as a kid, I was so obsessed with uh, with the Beatles that I'd grab the tape and put it in the tape player while they're like uh, for for the restaurant. So all of a sudden, it would just be blaring Beatles like Revolution Nine and and all this <laughs> stuff, and people were like, you know, what the hell? This is you know. It's a French restaurant. Um, so Beatles were a big influence for me in, in general. And then um, when I got my first CD player, um, I got Aerosmith Permanent Vacation and U2. Oh, nice. Uh, Good album. U2 Zeropa. And um, nice. I just fell in That's love. Good record too. Fell in love with both those bands. I was actually obsessed. So um, I, I got heavily into U2 from that point on. Um, even went to the Pop Mart concert and like Aerosmith, nice. that was my first concert, was the Big Ones tour. Um, so it was all their hits. Um, and Jackal opened up, which was awful. It was just this guy with a chainsaw, chainsawing a, <laughs> uh, a chair. It was awful. It was just it was brutal. But the concert itself <laughs> was great uh, for Aerosmith. So. And since then, it's just been all over the place. Yeah, my first concert was actually the Nylons. Uh, if anyone knows who that is. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. yeah, they sing the Lion Sleeps Tonight, and they were amazing. Well, I, I remember specifically my first concert having to go, and I'm, I'm not remember how I. I don't even remember if I. It must have been an all ages show, but being at Front Fifty Four, and like we were in grade nine, and I went and saw the Tea Party. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, and that guy has the biggest hair ever. Oh man, <laughs> Jeff Martin's fucking awesome. <laughs> I remember it was at a Veruca Salt concert, and I just saw this mane. Yeah, and then you look over all those kids. That makes sense. <laughs> it's always weird, like random people showing up at rock shows. I was at the uh, the Prophets of Rage show at the end of the summer yeah. uh, when it came around, and Dave Grohl Dave came Grohl, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah oh. I was just like, holy oh. fucking Dave Grohl's here. Yeah, it was super cool because actually we were sitting in the seats, and my I was with my cousin's my cousin's husband and a bunch of his friends. Uh, we went to the show together, and we're sitting in the stands, and I was kind of like watching them set up the stage and shit, and he fucking starts tapping me on the shoulder and he, I'm like turn around I'm like what he's like look up there and I look up there and Dave Grohl had literally walked by us like in the crowd of people just walked <laughs> by like nothing like nobody was gonna stop him cause he's Dave fucking Grohl and just went backstage and I was like holy shit Dave Grohl's here like why is he in Toronto um 
but he did come out at the end of the show. He did uh, kick out the jams by the MC5 with uh, what is essentially like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. So yeah, it was really fucking cool, like kind of moment there. Nice. Um, so where were we, Tim? What's uh, did you have somebody handing you shit, or is it something you um, discovered on your own? My yeah. mom was really into the Beatles. My dad was really into the Beach Boys, so they kind of got me into most of that. Uh, besides that, I didn't have a huge number of friends in high school, so uh, and like grade school, so a lot of it was me like picking up what I knew that other people were listening to and sort of an effort to fit in. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got into like some of the like I, I've still got like dance mix like ninety two through ninety five because of that. Oh, but ninety six was uh, the best. And, one. and there's and there's some good shit on there. Oh yeah. Ninety six was the, uh, amazing shit. That was the that was the big divide in my house. It was my my brother and sister before they they kind of like I warped them into uh, snotty rock kids. Um, they would buy the dance mixes every year, and I would get big shiny tunes, and that was kind of like where the house was divided for the longest time. Yeah, and I've I've got um, both as well as like some of the Frosh albums as well. So yeah, Frosh yeah, was so, yeah. yeah, so basically, I mean, they hit a point where like uh, I started listening to alternative because that's what sort of all the people I wanted to be friends with were listening to, and then eventually when I got into high school, uh, I got into a uh, rock band and I was playing bass, and at that point I got more like. I started getting exposed to more stuff like because of the people I was in the band with. And so we would kind of trade music back and forth. And that was really when I got into more of the sort of classic rock, like the harder Zeppelin and Floyd and that sort of stuff. Uh, And also like a lot of uh, sort of more like better alternative. And then, yeah. And then from there, I think I already kind of talked from there, but uh, while we're talking about uh, sort of first concert experiences, I can't remember exactly in what order they came, but one of my first was uh, Kiss at like the fucking Air Canada Center or something like that. We were in like fourth (laughs) row center and like got fucking bled on by uh, Gene Gene Simmons. Simmons? Yeah, as he like got lifted up. Do you remember who opened for that show? Ted Nugent. Oh, okay. I saw Kiss. Ted Nugent and Skid Row. I can't remember. I saw <laughs> Kiss at, at one point when they put the makeup back on, but it was either, oh, fuck, was it Rob Zombie or Econoline Crush open for him? Oh, nice. Or maybe oh. it was both. I can't remember anymore. Yeah. I, I remember being at that show. And I was like, Kiss sucks. But like, This would have been like late 90s, like 98 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. Like That, that, that sounds, sounds like Econoline right. Crush time. Yeah, yeah. It would have been no, they, they definitely didn't open that show. Um, I did see Econoline Crush at like a promotional show at uh, the Steam Whistle Brewery, though. Oh, okay, nice. Um, but the other two that are like my first sort of concert experiences was uh, I saw uh, Rage at when they uh, at the at Maple Leaf Gardens when they were touring the Battle of Los Angeles. I was at that show. Oh, good. Yeah, that was the first show I ever smoked pot at. I was in the mosh pit, and when Bulls on Parade started, I thought I was going to die. I literally <laughs> thought the fucking place was going to cave in. It was we, so loud. We were way up in the bleachers, and like my friends like passed me this blunt, basically, and like were like, here, smoke some of this. And I did, but I didn't inhale because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and they were all laughing. They're like, dude, you've got to be so high right now. I'm like... Uh, no, not really, because I haven't been inhaling. Am I doing this wrong? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) They thought that they were all fucking clever because they were getting me high, and the reality, they were just fucking wasting weed. Wasting weed. (laughs) And the third was, uh, I saw Sloan at the Palais Royale, the series of concerts that ended up 
on, on the, the four nights, yeah, four nights of the Palais Royale. Mm. So you can actually hear me and my friends singing uh, Chris Murphy "Happy Birthday" on that album. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know we that. Was Chris Murphy. Yeah, we met Chris Murphy at uh, uh, walking across the bridge to go get some dinner on his way. You know, basically while after the sound check was happening as well, and got our picture with him. Eric, you'll remember this. Remember, uh, we saw Sloan a couple times, but like, remember the time they opened for the like it was the last Matthew Goodband show at uh, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, that was a good show, and, and it was an awesome show. But the shitty fucking Sloan fans kept doing that shitty like Sloan. Oh, and I had forgotten about that. Remember that, and then yeah. the but the angry Matthew Good fans started doing the uh, the giant K- chant, K- like the K-I-C-K-S-S, yeah. like that. Yeah, and then they then they started playing it. <laughs> yeah, and then they came out to that. Like they they must have started the show a little bit earlier because the Sloan guys kept doing the fucking chant. Yeah, and the Matthew Good fans. Who was before Sloan? <laughs> I remember the copyright. The, oh fuck, I forgot. About yeah, that man, that fucking album is still really good. I love. I that actually record. just saw Sloan. Um. Yeah, I have like uh, I was funny. You're talking about like people trying to fit in in high school with that kind of stuff. I remember like after high school, yep. meet like running into people um, afterwards, and they're always like, "You're always like so like doing shit. You're always at concerts and shit. It must have been really cool." I'm like, I was always at concerts because nobody invited us to anything, so I just started buying tickets to shit, and my parents would let me drive to Toronto on a regular <laughs> basis. Um, so I, Eric and I, I would buy a pair of tickets, and Eric and I would go see the Matthew Good Band three fucking times or something like that in a week. <laughs> Um, you can. Yeah, in a week, pretty much. Yeah. All right, so we've done a we've done a little bit of chat about like our kind of musical backgrounds. Um, my, I had a like a, a broader, maybe not quite as broad, but a more specific question um, that I was kind of posing, and this might be a little bit more interesting than I thought it was going to be because I didn't really know what everybody was listening to, but like. Um, I, I work, I, was, I just said I wasn't going to talk about work, but like I work in an office with a bunch of women and, uh, most of them are like, it ranges in age from like mid twenties to almost retirement age, but it seems like everybody's favorite music is all the same. And all they listen to is like, what is on the radio? So like, what is up? Like, what is pop music essentially? So I get a lot of people telling me that Taylor Swift's their favorite musician. The other designer that I work with who's a 37-year-old uh, father of two, and I think listens to the podcast, so he'll be super excited that I'm giving him shit for this in public, <laughs> um, avidly listens to Taylor Swift. And um, <laughs> as, a, as a really uh, shitty uh, kind of rock snob, I have such a weird issue with this kind of stuff. I know Tim's going to get into his, like, let people do their thing. Yeah, you just, just got to really shake it off, man. Huh. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, Player's gonna play, 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 play. play. play, play. <laughs> <laughs> the hate's gonna hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, shake, 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 I, shake, shake it, shake it off. But I was like, shake I was kind of curious. Like, do you any, do you any of you guys pay attention to like what, like, I guess what is essentially pop music at this point? Like, is that something you guys listen to? Like, are you guys, are you Taylor Swift fans that you get to admit to me, and then I get to make fun of you for? Or? I listen I to everything, like everything. So I have no problem with Taylor Swift. She's um, she's she's fun. Somebody... Yeah, she's fun. She's not my favorite yeah. artist, but mostly that's just because I don't really think much of her as mm. a person. <laughs> and is that's, that like that's super... a different conversation? Like, yeah, so... is that, but is that super important to like how you listen to music? Like, do you give a shit what the person's like? Like, Eric and I grew up listening well, to of. Eric and I grew up listening to Matthew Good, and he's notoriously a shit he's an bag. asshole. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's an. We we're gonna quote the bumper sticker. He's a total asshole. Why the t-shirt? But like, I don't know if that ever affected me to the point where like I would stop listening to those records. Like those records, just like I love those records too much to stop. Yeah. Ever listening to them, and like, yeah. I mean, everybody knows Axl Rose is like the biggest <laughs> shitbag on the planet, and like no. I still <laughs> fucking love Guns and Roses. I think like, Kanye has him beat for that now. <laughs> Honestly, I I would I would love to see like Prime. Like 1991, Axl Rose have a douchebag off fucking uh, competition with Kanye West. I think that would be hilarious. Because honestly, I think Axl might. I think Axl, one of them might die. Also, Axl notoriously super racist, so that might end really poorly. I yep that yep. I just I don't know. For me, it's I like when I found out that John Mayer was a douche. Like that bummed me out hard because I loved John Mayer. Like he was one. Of, he was like one of the first concerts I ever went to. But even at his concert, so he was a douche. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> My first concert was was Jack's Mannequin, and I still love them. Wait, okay. Who? Jack's Mannequin. I remember Not Wax them. Mannequin. No, Wax yeah. Mannequin's really cool. I've met him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, no, Jack's no, Mannequin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jack's Mannequin, but. Um, no, I, I John Mayer showed up 45 minutes to his own concert, played for an hour, and then left when we were encoring him and didn't come back. Oh. <laughs> Did the lights and go off? And it was up? just like, yeah. Mm. And it was like, what, John, why, man? Why? Why is you this, gotta be this like this? Was, was, he, was he still dating Katy Perry at that point? Because that kind of No, it was Jessica me. something or other. Jessica Simpson? He was with Jessica Simpson. Shit. I hate See, that guy okay. so much. So, so this brings me to what to my problem with the wording of your question, in terms of what it means to pay attention to mainstream artists. Like I, I'm perfectly happy to admit I fucking love some Taylor Swift music. Uh, ma- I want, like, I especially want you to say that on the podcast. I, yeah. record of that. I, I don't. I don't give a shit. 1989 is a fucking amazing album. I don't. I mean, I, I think Taylor Swift is cute. I don't follow her sort of exploits as a person. Uh, I fucking love me some Kanye. He's a shitty person. Uh, I hate Kanye. Like, I, but, but I can't... I, like, I very much try to divorce the, the art from the artist, uh, sort of mentally. So there are artists that I you know have very little respect for as a person, but they still make amazing music that's you know either really catchy or has a really good message or that sort of thing like i fucking love me some goddamn Coldplay, and i'm not ashamed to admit that and uh what else yeah there's plenty of plenty like poppy poppy music that i listen to but i wouldn't say that i necessarily pay attention to mainstream music as a whole no Hmm. fair enough Eric. yeah i'd probably agree with that Eric, you want to weigh in there? About which? The, the, <laughs> well, what, what the the divorcing the people from the music or the... Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Um, or both, if you want to just like weigh in. Because we yeah. wouldn't have any fucking good music if we didn't listen to music made by assholes. Yeah, like, I, I don't normally listen, like, listen to gossip for musicians. It's just that Kanye's always just seems to be the douchiest person. That's the only reason why... <laughs> I hate. I don't know, him. I don't know. Um, but usually, like, I don't know anything about Taylor Swift and her music's all right. It's fun. It's poppy, but like, and that good's an asshole. And we've met him, and I still like his yes. music multiple um, times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like and, I said, I actually I saw Guns N' Roses this. I, I paid a lot of money to see that Guns concert this this summer, 
and uh, everybody knows Axel's a douchebag. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah, no, uh, that was kind of a <laughs> sideline question anyway because it just kind of came up. But um, my my thing was, um, and this has been like it's actually what I put in the notes. Um, we grew up in a time when like rocket like what is it like rock music was kind of like a very dominant kind of mainstream form of entertainment, I mm-hmm. guess, and like it doesn't really exist in that form anymore so like the last like if, especially like i will go back to talking about the concerts i saw this summer like those were the big like if you're going to look at the big mainstream rock acts they're all extremely old now um like all those guys i think if you look at the median age of the people that i saw this summer and those are probably the top grossing like what you would call rock band tours that happened this summer those guys are all in their 50s easily except yeah. maybe the deftones i think might be in their 40s still um but there isn't like any new kind of bands coming up that are like rock musicians so like does it seem odd to anybody else that like that kind of just died away i mean i know the the whole indie thing's still there but it's very niche and it doesn't really get as much attention as like what we would have seen growing up where we had like a Pearl Jam or Nirvana or whatever kind of coming together. Yeah, but like the thing is like when we were growing up, what we listened to was strictly from the radio, right? Or people that we we knew. Um, Now that the internet is around, everyone's so, um, their their choices are so wide and varied that they can listen to whatever they they want to and they might be listening to a youtuber that's in australia that's playing music there and you know they might not even play on here like the good thing like when we were growing up like me tim and um mark is that uh the CanCon um the the rules for that started getting really heavy in the late 90s Ugh. like it went from 30 to uh, i'm, I'm gonna debate like that was were. good well you know it, it got us to it listen out, to like worked out, worked out pretty well for like tragically hip or, or like wide mouth getting Mason a or something like that right or a tea party or somebody like that to yeah, come around but but when i worked in like a basically like a labor plant uh building school buses at bluebird for three summers and we were listening to fucking classic rock i had to listen to a whole lot of <laughs> guess who and rush because of those can't I, like, I knew you were gonna and, say guess who. Fucking like and fucking like april wine and I kim mitchell and yeah, and and not that those aren't fucking great artists, but it was just they had to play so much of it because of those CanCon laws. Hmm. So it was good for us who were listening to like the Edge or like yeah, <laughs> so the Edge from the Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I want either of them actually. Like back then, one hundred two point one was still good. I don't know yeah. what the yeah. fuck they're playing now. I actually heard them play. I think I heard them play something like Taylor Swift the other day, and was well, just like they've they oh, swapped. I haven't turned. Yeah. They they've moved from. Um, alternative rock to new music is what they're, yeah. they're saying yeah uh, they play anything now, huh. more or less still more rock based but you know they're trying to appeal to the the youngins are humble and fred still on the morning show no they weren't on the morning show it was dean blundell after humble and fred yeah. i don't know who's yeah this? dean blundell then he was shamed off was he is it fearless fred now or is he gone i know he's uh I don't know if you, they moved them to the afternoon to the commute. I don't listen to the radio anymore. Yeah, neither do I. I listen um, to a shitload yeah. of satellite radio right now, but no uh, local radio, really. I'm pretty much podcasts. Yeah, I, podcasts are like what I have loaded to my phone is usually what I'm listening to, um, which yeah. actually like, brings me to my next question. Like, Do you guys still like go actively seek out new music, or like are you trying to do you find stuff on your own? Like, I have a, a, a laundry list of blogs and bullshit that I'll read to see, like, what new metal I might be interested in, I guess, at this point. 
Um, is there anything you guys do? Like, do you still get new stuff, or is it? Have you hit that like I'm in my late twenties, early thirties? I just listen to what I used to listen to, kind of thing. I didn't really get a chance to reply to your last question, so I'm going to do that and this one at the same time. In terms <laughs> of the uh, the fact of you know, I, I don't nece- I don't think I necessarily agree that uh, the you know sort of alt rock that we listened grew up listening to has sort of fallen by the wayside, and that there aren't massive artists. Like I think that music, and this is. Eric sort of talked about this. Music has become massively democratized. Like you can really go out and find pretty much anything that you want uh, anymore. And I don't think it really matters as much unless you're going to like concerts and stuff like that. Who's playing at big festivals and that sort of thing. Um, Cause really there, there really is anything that you could find. Like you can find music that sounds exactly like the grunge and the alt rock that we grew up with. You can find, yeah. you can find music that sounds like it was recorded in the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, fucking anything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that hair metal band that like just came out, but they're amazing and they sound like they're from the eighties? The Darkness. <laughs> no, that was that yeah, was ten years. Just ago. came out fifteen no, hours ago. ago. That was ten years ago. That was ten guys. years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, like um, uh, like Young Galaxy, who I think is a Canadian band, um, they sound like all their stuff sounds like new agey, like it came out yep. in the fucking eighties. Yeah. And there's some really amazing stuff there, kind of thing. Um, and the, that's just one example. Like, there's a lot of shit coming out right now that is definitely throwback. So yeah, I just think it, I Steel just think Panther. it's interesting though, because like when you Steel Panther, oh, okay, oh yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting that when you look at those festivals to this day, like they still have that big headliner from the nineties. Like it's still gonna be. It's still Pearl Jam. It's still Radiohead. It's still the Foo Fighters that are headlining those shows. Yeah. Which I don't no. like. And I mean, if you look at like Lollapalooza when it originated, like those 92, 93 shows, I mean, yeah, Pearl Jam was on the bill. They weren't headlining, but it was like Jane's Addiction who weren't that old a band. Or it was like, I think the next year it was like Tool or something like that. So you're not seeing, I you're seeing relatively recent bands then. And then now like you get these big headliners and it's, I mean, yeah, you get a Kanye, but like at the same time, like the other nights probably like, Roger Waters performing The Wall or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's something yeah. like that. If you're going to Old Cella, maybe. Old Cella. Maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you not know no. that's an actual thing? Yeah. There's, like, Old Cella. It's, like, the Rolling Stones and, like, whatever's left of Pink Floyd and a couple others. Yeah. Um, so Roger but, Waters. But, I mean, if take, for example, uh, Courtney Barnett. She's, like, fully alt-rock grunge and is definitely, like, headlining festivals and shit like that right now. So that's one example of music that is very much like what we grew up with that is still uh, still doing very well for itself, but is new. All right. So were you going to answer the other questions? Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I cut you off. I apologize. I was <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the next question? What were we on? The... Um, I'm going to have to edit again. <laughs> oh, uh, how do you find new stuff? Oh, um, for me... Since I, I'm kind of out of touch with new stuff right now. I find most of my new stuff by like Sirius XM. Um, like I listen to their XMU station, which is basically their indie rock station, uh, and also yeah, like some of their like dance stations and stuff like that as well. Like they have a chill station that's like down tempo kind of stuff. Um, that's where I get the majority of my new music now. But for a long time, it was primarily uh the cbc radio 3 podcasts Mm, uh since i moved down to the u.s uh, i wasn't really able to get that canadian music that i was getting before so i was listening to a lot of those and getting a lot of great 
that that was really at like the peak of Canadian music as well. Like I think Canadian indie music has really sort of died down that uh, in the last like couple of years or so. There's not as much of it coming out that's sort of uh, making crossover. Oh, the, the Canadian music scene isn't what it used to be in the '90s. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking even like even in like the last decade. Well, it had that little resurgence where, like, around the arcade fire and, like, the deers got kind of big and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that, that's, like, the late... Well, no, National's yeah. not Canadian, though. But, but I think, like, in the last, like, three or four years, it's really died off. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're playing, like, my friend's in that indie scene. He's in the wilderness of Manitoba, and they play... Uh, oh, yeah. They play... Um, they, 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 they're liking smaller venues now. Like they can, they can still play festivals and stuff, but they enjoy playing the smaller venues now. So I guess I don't know if that's yeah. ruining their their um, exposure, but their uh, fans seem. While, to while we're name dropping, while we're name dropping, I went to high school with Casey Messier from Obiju. You know, you know, um, one of the guys from uh, Wilderness of Manitoba because he lived in Res with us. Who's that? Uh, 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 Will Whitham. He lived on my floor, and he was in fame. I don't know if you met him. No, I didn't. He used to break dance. Hmm? Anything? That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. But anyways. Eh. Yeah, so now it's mostly serious, but uh, for a long time it was CBC Radio 3. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else? I listened to Spotify. By the way, Mark tuned yeah, back. Yeah, we heard. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I just got back from uh, masturbating to tentacle porn. No. Masturbating anyway, to, to Groden, Grodening porn. You're trying to change the question subject. We're talking about medical porn <laughs> now. <laughs> no, no, I think the subject was uh, uh, Spotify. How, music. how do you find your music? They, there's uh, Discover Weekly, which is a playlist they pop together every week uh, based on the stuff that you follow on Spotify. So I found a lot of new bands Weekly. through there. It's actually. Quite useful. So, like, you click out the hentai, and then you pick tentacle porn for music. Right? Yeah, well, the 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 musicians who do the tentacle porn, they have to work around all the slurps and stuff. It's really intriguing. Those suction noises are really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the question again, Mark? The question was, uh, how do you find? If you're still out looking for new music, where do you go to find it? Um, Oh, Primarily funny. because, like, I like when when I was. I'll answer it while you guys think. I guess, like, growing up, especially, like, obviously, a lot of the music I caught was like it was much music, right? Or like mm-hmm. the Edge or something like that would be playing something new. Um, so that's where like I picked up what is still the majority of like what I listen to is still that. I'm that guy who's stuck in the '90s. Like, I am that guy. Um, I have no problem admitting it whatsoever. Like, you, I li- I listed my concert for this weekend. Like, it may as well just. The world may have died, may as well have died in 2002, and I would have been like, oh, "All right, I'm fine." Um, I still have my Deftones albums from then, so I'm good to go. Mm. It's not um, a, a, a Moxie Fruvis song stuck in the oh, '90s. Oh, I love yep. Moxie Fruvis. Reluctant to find, <laughs> and it was Look fucking like released in 1993. Uh, I was, I think it was '94. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was, from, it was from Bargainville. That's another amazing album. It was before any yeah. of the uh, rape charges were. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I had to go there. Oh, now 93, I you're right. Oh, My unspeakable wife, Queen Lisa. Now I eat humble pie. He's eating humble wow. pie. Wow. BJ, um, don't cry no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that fucking. Um, Oh, I love that album so bad. I love their next album too. I, what was their next? I one? find um, 
going back to it, I find new music by listening to curated playlists like um, like Eric does. But I I used to use eight tracks quite a bit. Um, and I liked oh, it when they what? It's a website. Okay, not actual eight tracks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I like elicit that kind of response from mentioning eight tracks for a reason? Like, are you afraid of eight tracks, Tim? No, I I thought you meant actual fucking eight track tapes. Like you were just pumping them into yeah, no, a fucking deck to Tim, find new Tim. music. Tim, did you actually think Christy knows I what an do. eight track is? My first eight tracks were Les Misérables, the soundtrack, and um, Hamilton, the musical. No, I I didn't even have fucking eight tracks. I had eight I a, tracks. I had a I had a I have a vivid memory Aqua. of my dad having uh, no eight track. <laughs> I Aqua definitely Jason. did not release on eight track. No, I guarantee. Uh, Meatloaf, bad out of hell. That was what I was going to say. Nice. So. Yeah. That's like I think that's like the pinnacle of uh, of eight tracks. Mm-hmm. Is probably bad out of hell. Bad out of hell, yeah. Good record, yeah. man. Good yeah. record. Um. <laughs> Sorry, eight tracks a website. Uh, yeah, Go no, it just they. Um, I, I like the idea of like typing in what kind of music you're you're listening, like your, the mood you're in, and it would come up with a playlist. Like um, if I wrote in coffee shop, it would come up with a bunch of like indie acoustic music, or if I was saying like. Uh, upbeat dance it would bring me to the 80s and like show you know michael jackson and whitney houston and all that stuff but it would also be a lot of people making their own uh curated lists right yeah so So you could pick stuff like that and you'd find some really cool you could also make your own and people would follow it and respond so so. i always find those things like really funny because i'll put in what i listen to or what i like and then it'll spit out the same kind of answers over and over again i'm like guys i really hate chevelle like i hate chevelle so much and just because I put Deftones in, they'll be like, Chevelle, I'm like, fuck off, guys. It's not the no. same. They're not that good. So so I found a lot of interesting music uh, through a similar but much prior vehicle. Do you guys remember Audio Galaxy? Oh, yep. I do. Yep. So oh, when, when fucking like Napster started getting blocked by everybody, everybody switched to Audio Galaxy. And Audio Galaxy would say, like, if you like this band, you should try these bands kind of thing. And uh, I definitely found some some really awesome music through that. Uh, especially like uh, sort of Weezer knockoffs, like that's how I found like Phantom Planet, who's uh, was Jason yep. Schwartzman's band, uh, who had some amazing sort of Beach Boysy Weezery kind of stuff, um, and also uh, Rooney, who's another band that's sort of like a Weezer knockoff, but have some really good stuff as well. So, well, speaking of Jason Schwartz, uh, Schwartzman, uh, my buddy from Mellow Grove band uh, looks a lot like him, so he always gets mistaken. <laughs> Um, but the funny thing is, is that they actually know each other and they're good friends now. <laughs> oh, wow. So, the guy that people used to mistake him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Melagrove Band once or twice. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're buddies of mine. Yeah, nice. The shirt. <laughs> I want to yeah, meet them so I can meet Jason Schwartzman and be like, hi. Yeah, I worked, uh, one of the guys I worked with at uh, Starstruck was from Melagrove Band, so we became really good friends and just knew those guys. And it's a shame. They never, they never took off. Um, they're supposed to be the next big thing. They got signed to so many record labels, but it was around the time where record labels were just dropping. They were on yeah. B2 Records for a while, and then all of a sudden they're just gone. So there, there goes their sponsors. Hmm. So. so coming full circle, uh, Jason Schwartzman actually also has a XM radio or a, yeah XMU radio show on Sirius XM that's called Coconut Radio, where he like basically curates a show. And there are other people that do that too, like big names, like fucking Julian Casablanca's from The Strokes does one. 
and uh, one of the guys from um, I can't remember which one, but one of the guys from uh, the Black Keys does one as well. So you're actually getting That's like cool. the music that they're listening to. I've also I've also definitely uh, discovered some music that I probably wouldn't have otherwise through like Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does like, does anybody else like do you do you find stuff through like I mean obviously we're finding stuff through new ways but like is that something that like you guys like I spend so much time playing that fucking rock like I bought an Xbox One to play Rock Band that was like the only reason I bought that stupid console. Oh man, dude, my 360 is loaded like. It- it's mostly just rock bands. Well, that was my thing. I I, I had oh. to go. Um, I switch. Like, I bought a like, PS4 for this generation. I was pretty happy to just like stay on the PS4 until they announced Rock Band 4, yeah. and then I was like, oh, they're only going across. Like you have to use your Microsoft account to get your Rock Band tracks, and I was like, yeah. oh shit, all of my Rock Band shits on Xbox, like on my Microsoft account. <laughs> so I was like. It's the only reason why I sat there and was like, they're not going to be able to export the old track list across platforms, You're, and I'm going to lose all of that music. Like, I, I put the money, like, I did, I did the math. I'm like, is it going to cost me more to buy all those tracks again or to buy an Xbox One? It was so much music. I had spent so much on DLC and rock band. <laughs> Oh, dude. That I had to go and buy an Xbox One. (laughs) And so I bought an Xbox One and a full band Rock Band 4 kit. Um, And it still came out. It still came out math wise cheaper than buying a PS, like buying the (laughs) PS4 Rock Band and rebuying the tracks. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. I haven't Um, spent that much on DLC, but we do play Rock Band fairly regularly in our house. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I know that Mark and Eric have heard about this. My wife and I have these monthly, like, cocktails and cupcake parties where we just have people over and we get them drunk and give them pastries. And uh, Rock Band is one of the pretty common things that gets broken out on those nights. If it's not Rock Band, it's Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, no, nice. Rock Band's definitely something that comes up here. I would just, I'll just go and play on my own a lot of time. I'll play it like it's Guitar Hero extensively, like and just like sit there with the like lay on the couch and play the guitar kind of thing because I cannot, for the life of me, play guitar to save my life. Um, <laughs> but I will sit there and play like harder expert guitar and feel like I've accomplished something. For that reason. <laughs> nice. Um, and I will, I will, I because they. Um, one of the the only full albums you can get, one of the only ones you, that you can get, is like they have all the Pearl Jam's ten. Uh, I will just Thank put you. that in a track list and just sing that whole album from top to bottom, and then <laughs> then I feel I'm like okay, I'm good. I'm just gonna walk away from this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Rock Band definitely like changed it. Do you still play? Do you still play bass, Tim? Uh, not much. Uh, my amp is currently in storage since we moved, but, uh, I mean, I break it out, like, maybe once or twice a year I play. I'd like to play more, I just don't really have anybody down here that plays, mm. plays anything, so, uh, but I we mean... Almost I, have, we almost have, like, we actually have a full band in the podcast without re- even really realizing. I didn't know you yeah. played bass, because Eric plays guitar. Is Eric still there? Yeah, I'm still here. You get really quiet, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, "Shit, do we lose them again?" Because um, I play drums. Obviously, I think I've mentioned that a couple times, um, and I still avidly play. Actually, it's like I almost treat it like a workout at this point. Like uh, an hour to ninety minutes on the drum kits, like almost like doing an hour long run. Oh yeah. So I, I traded. I I switched up being bored on the treadmill for. Uh, putting together a really super intense Deftones playlist and I'll play that like three or four nights a week or something like that just to yeah. 
get what is ostensibly a workout in uh, yeah. that doesn't make me want to fucking kill myself. So. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah, Christy disappeared again, so she's not answering questions. Good times. She doesn't play instruments, if you're wondering. <laughs> that was my that was my next question. So she can sing though, right? <laughs> yeah, we can have like a, a no, a no oh, doubt yeah. cover band or something. Uh, actually, I think Metric's playing this weekend oh, or nice. next weekend in uh, like in Lewiston, like right across the border. So I was thinking about going to that. Nice. Oh, well, um, I went, what two years ago to Metric, uh, Jimmy Eat World, and um, uh, Jimmy Eat World, City in Color. So jealous. That's, and um, actually, I saw. Um, uh, like in the summer, one of the I, I randomly uh, and like I mean, my mom's gonna listen to this podcast, and I lied to her and told her that I was I couldn't come to dinner and wasn't going to this concert, but I went <laughs> anyway. Um, I bypassed going to St. Catharines from where I am, kind of in the GTA, and went to Buffalo to see uh, what was like what is still they still call it Edge Fest, but it's right on the harbor front or whatever. Okay. Uh, but the De- the Deftones were headlining, but who played before them was City in Color, and Eric can attest to this. We grew up in St. Catharines, where Alexis is on fire. Mm-hmm. is uh, kind of from and I know Eric probably had a more positive experience but I stayed in St. Catharines much longer than Eric did and was still playing <laughs> in bands uh, in the like while Eric was at university because I was playing drum like there's four drummers in St. Catharines or there were at the time and I was one of them so like I had gigs constantly but I ran into the Alexis on Fire guys all the time and Dallas Green was such a fucking asshat <laughs> I- <laughs> all those guys love me and I, I still think they, they're still great guys they're, like, whenever I see that's them that's good that's good. No, none of them are listening to this podcast, so no. I can say whatever they want. Alexis on fire sucks, and Dallas Green can suck my asshole. Um, the only thing was, though, so the Deftones played their set, um, but I don't know if you guys know like the song Passenger that Maynard James Keenan did with the Deftones on White Pony. Um, yeah. Dallas Green comes out and sings it, and I was like, oh, he's not bad. I, I'll take it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... You were much yeah, more negative the first, like the first time I heard that story about him. Was I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was just like, I, I got there for three songs. I saw three City and Color songs, and was just like, God, these guys are fucking boring. Like, this is really boring. Um, and then, like, obviously, like the Deft, I love the Deftones, um, so I was really excited to see them. Plus, they opened with what is my favorite song, which they hadn't played since like 2009 or something like that. Um, it's called Kim Dracula. If anybody's actually interested, but like, you can go hear it anywhere. Um, so they came out and played that, but like by the end of the set, yeah, Dallas Green came out, and I was like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> but he, he did an okay job. I'll, he's not Maynard, obviously, but... No, no, no. Uh, I'll Who take is? it. No, fuck. Literally nobody. Actually, he's doing a... Uh, I don't know if it's like a book tour, or like he's doing like speaking engagements. He's doing a speaking engagement in November in Toronto. I'm like, kind of debating getting tickets to it, just to kind of like... I thought that was yell. sold out. In between making wine? Yeah, I, I think it's actually the, he wrote a book about winemaking, like philosophy making or yeah, some he shit. Did, actually. I just literally want to yell at him, like, could you go please make the fucking Tool album? It's been <laughs> 10 goddamn years. Aren't they still in, like, legal battles? They are, but apparently the rest of the band's been, like, recording tracks and, like, writing music, and he's just not involved, and I'm just like... I thought he was, like, he had, no. well, in the past, like, eight years he was, and then he took a break. Yeah, that's a that's a long break oh, for one sweet. album. Like even uh, even Ten Thousand Days only took four years to get to after Lateralis. So, speaking of uh, bands that took like ten years or more between albums, uh, are any of you fans of the Avalanches? I actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I listened to another podcast called The Album Club, 
And usually what they do is they go back and like take really big classic rock albums or like rock albums and like review them and like do about like a deep dive into the background of it. Yeah. The, the, the first album they ever did that was within the past decade was that new Avalanches album that just came out not too the long ago. One? Oh, yeah. 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 So they deep like they went right into it. Uh, and talked about well they talked obviously they did the history of like that one out the first album and then yeah. like the giant gap between the two yeah. um, but I just thought it was super interesting that like uh, yeah there's that the huge gap like, like bands will do that big gap yeah even if it's not like they ast- they didn't really I mean they didn't break up really right they just no I mean they're they're not even really like a band they're basically like kind of a producer duo sort of thing um, oh, right. and and the the albums are like like 80 percent samples uh, and so that's what ta- like sort of takes them so long the first one took like forever to put together because you know they're finding like the perfect samples to get you know put together into a song kind of thing so like a nine inch nails album <laughs> yeah a little different <laughs> um but yeah that first uh avalanches album which is uh since i uh since i met you is really fucking amazing and i highly recommend it for anybody um and uh, yeah, and then there was like a fucking like twelve or thirteen year gap until the one they recently put out, which is called Butterfly. And I've only heard the sing- uh, singles that they've released off that so far, but they're also really good, and I'm looking forward to hearing the whole thing there. I downloaded it and put it on my phone, but I haven't listened to it yet. So yeah, um, so that's kind of like uh, that's kind of the wrap up for like what I had for tonight. But like, uh, why don't we go around really quick? Um, and this is just broadly, and this is just me being judgy. Um, so I just want to know. What would if do you have a favorite artist or like who would you consider your favorite band? So like I can easily answer this. Like Pearl Jam is literally my all time favorite everything, um, and I worship Eddie better. Like he's Jesus. So that's my easy answer to that. Who are you going uh, to next? Eric, you, well, you you opened your mouth, Eric. So guess what? <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles is my favorite band of all time. Oh, guys, you can't. Okay, no Beatles, no Beatles. Oh, that's Why? Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I no love the Beatles. I listen to them every. That's like, that's like saying you like oxygen. It's not even a thing. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. You said you, you say... said pick a band, and I picked the band. Oh. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Be- so are we all just gonna say the Beatles now? Is that what everybody else is gonna say? Well, some no, people right, don't like. I, mean, I could also say Queen if you want. Queen and the Beatles okay, are Queen, my two I'll take Queen. I'll take Queen. Yeah. No, 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 you should allow him. <laughs> I know. I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, I don't want anybody to think I don't love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Just when somebody answers, it's like when you see a band and like we're gonna do a cover and they do a Beatles song. It's like guys, guys. Well, like <laughs> to be fair, really like the first. The Beatles, I don't understand. Yeah. The earliest memory I That's have right. of the Beatles or, or of music is listening to the White Album. Yep. So. Yeah. You know, uh, it's. I still remember like getting into uh i think it was like the rubber soul kind of revolver pair like duology of albums kind of thing yeah and my brain breaking at the fact that it was like one group of guys wrote both albums in like the same time ostensibly and there's not a bad fucking track on either record i'm like yeah okay mm-hmm. they may as well just give up everybody else should just give up at this point because like <laughs> it was like what 10 15 years till zeppelin came along so like what the fuck happened to music between those between there that's just me being a dick. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, Tim, go up. Um, if I absolutely had to pick one, just because, I mean, I do love all that classic stuff, I would probably say Weezer, uh, just because it did get me through a time in my life that was not particularly easy to get through, so I have a lot of good memories of, like, the Blue Album and Pinkerton in particular. Uh, and both of those are fucking, like, solid albums all the way through. Yep, yep. 
So, and oh, and one other I want to throw out before we close out that nobody's mentioned yet, but is absolutely one of my favorite uh, bands ever, uh, is the Weaker Thans, and I think they're probably the quintessential Canadian band. Mm. I'll go oh, so really? far as to say that they're even more Canadian than uh, the Hip. Blasphemer. I thought you were gonna say the Arkells. <laughs> Blasphemer. Blasphemers. All. Um, I there was a there was a time, and I'm just gonna start telling concert stories again because that's my thing apparently um there was a time for like two or three years where every year the weaker thens and constantines would tour together um i don't know how familiar you guys are with constantines but they yeah. Yeah. if there's a band that should have been the new tragically hip it's probably the constantine to me anyway it's probably the constantines um they have two albums at least actually all of their their last three albums are as good as anything that I've ever heard. Um, it's like this weird indie slash blues rock thing that is really good. But I remember the first time I saw them, I had never heard of them before, and they were opening for Weaker Thans, and I was just like, I don't know who these guys are. But by the time the Weaker Thans got on stage, I'm like, I don't give a fuck who the Weaker Thans are anymore. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't care at all. They were so good. I was blown away. Um, anyway, so Christy, favorite, favorite musician, artist, whatever. See, that's hard. I know everybody, like, the first one that popped into my head was Death Cab. Because, like, I've just grown with them, and they, it's the same thing with Tim. Like, I have so many memories of them just helping me through difficult times and lying on my bed and, like, you know, writing in diaries to Death Cab. (laughs) 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 Fucking emo kid. I love it. That's fantastic. But, um, I, uh,. I don't know, cause I love some. I love someone different in every genre for different reasons, like uh, especially because like the thing I listen to most is musicals. Like asking that question is really hard because like uh, uh, crooners, I love Sinatra and um, say like Andrew Lloyd uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> well, you don't like uh, <laughs> jelly <Jellicle> cats. <laughs> Also, like, my favorite band that I've sort of met was Mother Mother, because I got to do photography oh, nice. for them a nice. couple times. Yeah, good band. Yeah, like, I got to photograph them, and that was so cool. Um, and I won tickets to one of their concerts, and then saw them again with uh, another band, and it was just like, you know, they're the people I've seen the most. So that question's really hard because, it, I mean, you could ask me tomorrow and my idea would be different. Fair enough. Uh, that's actually, uh, when I was at university, I worked for the school newspaper. Um, and <laughs> every year we would get, um, every year we had tons of bands come through, but the universe, like I worked at the university newspaper. I was the layout editor for like four years. Um, I did that too, only for the yearbook. Less cool. Uh, yeah, let's, I was I was I did the yearbook too one year, but I also did like I did everything. By the time I left Brock, it was nuts. But anyway, um, but they they never had people to like do interviews for stuff. But like Matthew Good was there and willing to do an interview, and they were like, "We need somebody to interview Matthew Good. Who knows Matthew Good like well enough to interview him?" I was like, "I've never written an article for you guys, and I've been here for like 15 minutes, but I will go try and talk to Matthew Good and write an article, I guess." So I got to like shoot the show and do an interview with Matthew Good, which kind of like blew me away. Because then I got to lay out the story. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> they're like, you took up the whole front page of this section. I'm like, yes, I did. It's my fucking story. I took, that's going in my portfolio. I wrote, I shot the pictures, and I laid this out. That's all me. Fuck you guys. Um, so <laughs> I, have a, I actually have a funny story about that really quick. Um, not about, well, I was the uh, photography, uh, photographer for um, our yearbook for 
four years, um, and I was the the editor for a while as well. And um, <clears throat> one thing um, I used to, I had to go shoot a concert, and one of them was like Dragonette, Mother Mother, and um, that was awesome. But the year before was uh, this this rapper was the headliner. Um, his name was like something with a C. Um, Chaos. I don't really remember. Cardinal official. No. Cardinal official. No. Chocolaire. Like Chocolaire. Chocolaire. Wow. Chanticleer. He was singing rooster. Um, but no, uh, I, I, I don't remember what he. Uh, Come. I, I don't Chaos. No, it wasn't Chaos. Cha- I've met Chaos. He's awesome. Like, did I say Chocolaire again? No. Um, but uh, <clears throat> no. Anyway, so this headliner did apparently didn't like me taking pictures so he kicked a full a cup full of beer at my head <laughs> just like kicked it did you deserve it probably no it hit me like and I, I was like knocked back and so what I did was I he looked at me and just kind of like shrugged his shoulders so I stared at him and just like took a picture and then, like, walked away slowly staring at him. I was like, fuck you. And that picture ended up going on the cover of our school newspaper. So, ha-ha. That was it. Amazing. So while we're on sort of the subject of uh, music journalism, um, for those of you that went to Mac, do you guys remember Insight? Yep. Yeah. So I did a, a concert review column for them for about the course of a year that was uh, called Substadium Music. So I basically would go to, like, concerts that were at, like, clubs rather than at, you know, big, like, stadium sort of things. And so I'm actually looking at a couple of them right now. Like, I did one for the Salads, for the Polyphonic Spree, for... I'm pretty sure I did... I saw Polyphonic Spree open for Bowie one time. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah, I did see... I saw Bowie once in Toronto as well. Um, uh, Alkaline Trio being a real fucking scene kid. Nice, yeah. So, yeah, this is like right around like 2003, which was the time I was probably going to the most concerts. So that was a lot of fun too. That's awesome. Uh, so we didn't we didn't get uh, Mark number two's answer to that question. So favorite? Are you going to just stick with the Beatles? Is that your answer? Are you going to? No, 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 no. Because all right, that's the, the obvious choice, right? That's the easy answer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, Sloan. You know, okay. It's a really good nice. uh, you know, um, Canadian band and uh, one chord to another, Peppermint. Um, oh. You know, uh, Navy Blues. You, you, you can't go wrong with, with their initial album. I have an ex that was like a huge Sloan fan, and like I, I honestly feel like she traumatized me to the point where like, <laughs> I can't even hear. If I hear the name Sloan, I'm like, oh. I start stroking oh. out a little bit. So. <laughs> Actually, God. we saw the we, concert we saw we recently. Went, yeah, we went recently to the One Court to Another uh, anniversary. And who was sick? Oh, nice. Sorry? Someone was sick. Oh, and um, Chris was sick. So oh. everyone else had to sing for him. But they're all, you know. Yeah, they, they, all, they all trade so off the vocals. It was fine. But yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cool because, like, you know, it was a unique experience. Not because this guy was sick. That wasn't cool. But the fact you that, like, this <laughs> Singing the songs. We got to like hear new versions of their songs yeah. pretty much. And not That's only that, cool. like everybody was like around our age. <clears throat> so it was yeah. really funny because I remember seeing these guys, you know, watching Sloan when I was a younger <laughs> kid in my 20s. And now all of us are much older. Yeah. And it's a really I weird vibe seeing that at a concert. It's, it's a really funny thing, too. Um, like, 
Eric and I probably saw uh, like Matthew, like I know I've seen Matthew Good like forty plus times now, and I've also seen like I saw the Tea Party probably well and like thirty times at this point. But like when uh, and I have two points, but like the uh, when all those bands got back together. Um, not Matthew Good, obviously, but like the Tea Party got mm-hmm. back together in like 2012, and like I'm Mother Earth just got back together like this past year with Edwin and stuff yep. like that. It's weird that all these bands are like kind of re- like have buried the hatchet and kind of gotten back together in the form that they were the most popular. Yeah, but, they like, don't hate each other anymore. Sloan, yeah, I guess Sloan never really had that. Like Sloan is always no, true. yeah. yeah. But it's weird going to these that. shows and like because I went to so many when I was younger that like you would kind of recognize people at the show. You wouldn't know them, obviously. But you would yeah. kind of recognize them, and I remember being at like my first, like when the fir- the Tea Party first got back together, they played like Massey Hall or something like that. And I remember being in like the orchestra pit and like looking around and being like, I fucking recognize all these people from like <laughs> ten years ago when we were all at the same show. I'm like, there's a lot less hair, um, <laughs> but like we're all we're all still at these fucking concerts. Still, like I'm pretty sure there's like I'm seeing some of them like calling babysitters and shit, but like. <laughs> These are the same people that were at all these concerts when I was going in like 2000 or 2001 or whatever. Yep. It's super weird. Um, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. But, um, uh, okay, so I guess we can we can call it a night. Um, I had one other well, I had one other question. I think we should go around really quick. Um, we've we've all said favorite artists, but I want everybody to go around and recommend an album to uh, to our listeners to oh, go pick shit. up and listen oh, to. Oh fuck! Yeah, I wanted to make this one hard. You asshole! Uh, that's my that's my jam. Um, I I could sit here and recommend records all night. My favorite album of all time. This is like where I get weird. Like this is how picky a music fan I am. Um, my favorite band of all time is Pearl Jam, and that will never change probably. But like the album that I will always say is my favorite album is actually Octung Baby by U2. Mm-hmm. So if you want an album that you've never listened to and you love you and you like good rock music, go listen to Octung Baby. Um, if you want something more recent, um, I would go back to probably 2010. And if you don't mind a little bit of crunch to your music, go pick up Diamond Eyes by the Deftones and give that a spin and see if you can uh, if you can survive that um, kind of crunch because that's where my head has been the last little while all right i've got my two uh one uh would be from what i considered one of the sort of golden years of music which is like i don't know if it was 1996 or 1997 but that 97, age 97 yeah. 97 is technically like most people consider that the greatest year of music if you're like for and our it's era. and it's gonna be okay computer yeah oh. 97 that is a fucking epic album beautifully crafted start to finish has you know really fucking like rockers has slow jams has uh sort of weird experimental shit as well that's really well done but uh i'm gonna uh cheat as like mark did and say um in terms of more recent stuff i would absolutely say uh random access memories by daft nice. punk mm. that is a fucking amazing album and just an absolute love letter to electric electronic music from the 70s to today uh i want i'm gonna i'm gonna tangent on you there tim uh we talked about this on the very first episode because it had just come out then and you hadn't listened to it yet have you listened to a moon-shaped pool yet uh i still heard i've only heard the stuff they've been playing on the radio like the first i've heard like four or five tracks from it but i haven't heard the whole whole thing yet 
I feel like at some point we may need to do like just sit down and do a Radiohead episode and just talk about how fucking ridiculous that yep. band is. I can do Radiohead's that. amazing. Yeah. How do we not mention them yet? Uh, I've, I think I've mentioned them twice, but that's okay, Christy. It's, <laughs> thank I you for like dealing with a dog. Thank you for paying attention <laughs> to what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Uh, Sorry, Eric. What's this episode about? Hi. What? <laughs> I- I'm talking about tentacle porn. Get, yeah, on, get on topic. Primarily, we're talking about tentacle porn. And uh, tentacle name. porn all the time. Yeah. Let's see. Something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd recommend. Something recent that'll piss Mark off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's, no, what's, what's Justin Bieber's last one? That'll uh, fucking aggravate the shit don't out know. of me. No, I'm going to go with the Hamilton album, uh, the Hamilton cast album from uh, Emmanuel Miranda, um, which happened to be the biggest selling album of this year. Also, yeah, yeah. Well, well written, and it so, so clearly needs to be recommended to people if it was the best-selling album of this year. Well, you know, speaking not of, everyone. Speaking of doing visual bits on a podcast, I'm sitting here emphatically shaking my head into my camera. <laughs> it, it's neat. Like, when, if you listen to it, like, um, it tells the story of Alexander Hamilton, obviously, but as he grows to become, you know, whatever he get, he dies at the end. Anyway, so, cool. but, but, oh, spoilers. spoiler alert! Spoilers. But, but the way he wrote it is that um, um, the el- evolution of sort of hip hop, like, so you can hear them doing simple rhymes at the beginning of the show, but it gets progressively uh, more complex as you go through the first act. It's uh, actually really neat. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, are we doing two albums now? Let's see. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift, night and eight. No. Um, uh, God damn it, Eric. I was just Again, joking. one you probably don't need to recommend. Um, I liked uh, Badlands by Halsey, if anyone has heard that album. Uh, she's a, an up-and-coming musician from uh, the States. She actually showed up on that um, Cameron Crowe TV show. What was it called? Roadies? Roadies? Yeah, she's on that show. Did you for, watch that? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, they canceled it, but uh, I know. Awesome I was, show. I was sad about it. Show. Eddie yeah. Vedder shows up. What more do you want from life yeah. than Eddie Vedder making a cameo and hugging a dead body? <laughs> so yep. good. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. So Halsey was uh, one of the artists in the middle episodes. Um, she yeah. tried to poach oh, yeah. the, the coffee guy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Christy. Wait, is that a euphemism? <laughs> Run a Spanish train all over your ass. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Was it? I think Chris, did Christy just freeze? Oh. Oh, I'm losing people. Oh. Oh. Yeah. God damn it. Technical issues. All right. Christy, can you answer? Are you still there? Well, the album she's talking about is called Spanish Train and Other Stories. Awesome. <laughs> what song she liked in it, uh, I thought it's a good album. I think Chrissy's gone. Um, but yeah. Remote VoIP tra- failure. Uh, there you are. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. We've got you now. No, we didn't. Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're doing it on purpose. <laughs> 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 Duty Mark, stop downloading tentacle porn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, this episode is a disaster. <laughs> Close the fucking Google Hangout. Guys, guys, you suck at podcasting. <laughs> She's still talking about this. <laughs> Maybe it'll show up in the on her side. Uh, no, it'll show up in her MP3. It'll just be us commentating over top of the fact that we can't hear her. Um, <laughs> Uh, awesome. Did we lose? I think we've lost Christy. Let no, they're back go. now. No, I'm getting no, a, really... no line from her now. I'm getting... She's still recording. I'm still getting level. Say something, Christy. Christy, say something. Yeah, so do you, yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's finish it. All yeah. right, we got... Bring, bring it. Yeah. Nice. Does anybody else? Does anybody else kind of feel like they're about to be assimilated, or is that just? Yeah. Me? All right. Good. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's what you sound like right now. Sorry. All right, Mark Two. Quickly, quickly answer before your your line dies again. Did we? Did I just lose everybody? <laughs> no, I'm still here. <laughs> okay, you guys are All right, good. You know what? I'm just gonna call this tonight. I'm gonna ask one more question. So this is what I put in the Slack. Um, I hate mainstream music. I fucking hate the fact that people listen to Taylor Swift and shit like that. It drives me nuts. Um, am I a snobby shithead who should just shut up and quietly wait for that new Queens of the Stone Age album and stop yes. worrying about how terrible <laughs> everyone else's music is? Is that what it is? So just go around the room really quickly. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that you know everybody should be able to like what they like and not be judged for it. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is going to be an interesting edit job tomorrow, I think. I'm not even going to touch this tonight. All right. I'm muting. Guess what? That's going to come through perfectly clearly on their MP3. It's going to be, it's going to be a total mess. And muting Christy for a little bit here. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, this is a disaster, but thanks for listening. <laughs> if you made it this far, please subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher or the Google Play Store now. <laughs> Give us a like on our Facebook page, or don't, I guess, at <laughs> facebook.com slash dancerobotdancepodcast. Be like all the random <laughs> Europeans and Asians. Like it and then yeah, stop we, liking it. We we talked we talked them we talked we talked about them last week actually after you dropped out. Mm. Like, oh uh, yeah, we were trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with the people who are subscribed. Yeah. Anyway, well they, so, they always unsubscribe afterwards so that you know uh, that helps. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they're laughing, but I don't think they know we can't hear them. Um, follow our Twitter. Uh, we're at drd underscore podcast or send us an email about how terrible this episode was. <laughs> um, <laughs> at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com I don't understand why they're still coming right, through. It's I, think, I think they're doing right. like a cover of the Stranger Things soundtrack. I think so oh too, yeah, Survivor. Alright everybody, let's say goodnight. Bye. Goodnight. Oh my good god. <laughs>